Alright, welcome to Coffee Dogs and More, and this is your host, Shelby Dorn. Today we're going to be going over a common problem that happens in most dog owners' homes when you have a dog that's you know, either a digger or they just got some serious legs and they can hop over a six-foot fence or sometimes you can only have a four-foot fence around because of city regulations and whatnot. But basically we're going to be going over ways that you can possibly prevent your dog from digging under your fence hopping over the fence. So one of the first things that you can always do is if you first you need to check your city regulations and figure out what you are allowed to do as far as how high your fence should be, you know, check with 811, make sure there's no gas lines underneath your fence, things like that. So after you've done that, what you really want to do is if the city allows it, depending on where you live, you need to try and make your fence taller. This is specifically for folks that have had problems with their dog hopping their fence before. And this is very, you know, simple to think of at first. Make the fence taller, of course. That would prevent them from going up. But it's how you make the fence taller. So, you know, if you give them a solid wall to get leverage on, something like that, they can keep running up that wall. So one of the things that me and my family have done in the past is we've gone down to Home Depot, spent a couple hundred dollars on buying lattice to top our fences. Now this is really easy, it only takes a, a screw gun, some screws, and some lattice. And basically what you're doing is you're following the framing of the fence top. So that way you can put the lattice down evenly. So the two by fours that are both at the top of most people's fences, you're attaching the lattice to that. Another way that you can always top your fences is if you have a chain link fence, you can go down to uh, any hardware store that might have some drain plumbing um, or even just simple PVC pipe. What you really want to do is you want to have something that's going to give and create an unstable surface at the top of your fence. And the way that you're going to do this is by taking, let's say, just some simple gutter plumbing, like the circular thin black type, and what you're going to do is you're going to cut down the middle of that for the length of your fence and put that at the top of your chain link fence. It's not the most aesthetically pleasing thing, but there's a possibility that if your dog tries to hit the fence and hits that a couple times and doesn't want to go over, then you've created a good habit of them like, oh, I can't jump over this. So you're preventing a bad habit from continuing. So if you notice that your dog isn't jumping your fence and stuff like that and you want to risk it, you can always take it down if it seems like an eyesore. Another thing that you can always do is install professional rollers at the top of your chain link fence. And the way that you're doing this is you're attaching basically another attachment to the top of your fence. It's a little bit more expensive because what you're doing is you're getting a spindle at the top of your fences and a bar that rotates whenever something tries to put pressure on it. So what's happening is if a dog touches their paw to the top of that, it rolls towards them so you can't get an actual grip, which you see a lot of dogs when they hop fences, they grip it with their paws first and use their amazing strength in their legs to pull themselves over and continue going. This prevents that from happening. Now, for the last minute of this segment, I want to go over digging issues. It's very simple to kind of prevent some digging issues. One of the things that you can do 
is dig a nice six inch trench around all of your fences. And what you're doing is you're doing the same simple hardware work that you can do at home on your own. You don't need to pay somebody to do this. Is you're buying chicken wire and you're cutting it about eight to 10 inches, maybe even a foot long. And you're attaching it to the bottom of your fence underneath. So that's why you build the trench underneath. You're building a six foot, six inch trench that you can fold the chicken wire or horse wire or whatever you've got into. So it creates this barrier that if the dog digs under, they hit this barrier and it stops them from being able to go under easily. So those are just some quick tips if you have a fence digger or a fence jumper. Um, and if you have any other questions, please feel free to call in or shoot me an email at ddcoakley at yahoo.com. This is Shelby Dorn signing off. Thanks for your time. So last segment, we went over ways that you can physically prevent your dog from hopping your fence or digging under. Some dogs you can prevent digging under by just placing some chicken wire underneath the trench that's directly up the fence. So that way when they do dig, if they dig, then they realize, ah, can't get out. And what you want to do with that, just to touch basis on it real quick again, is that you want to get something that's longer than six inches. So if you dig a six inch trench, what would be best is if you had about an eight inch a 10 inch piece to 12 inch piece of chicken wire so that way you can roll it so that way when they keep digging when they finally get to the bottom they're just like ah the chicken wire is in so basically this isn't if your dog is really trying to get out there's a big chance that they probably will in some way like we can't create a hundred percent full system but what your responsibility is as an owner or if you own a dog boarding facility or a daycare facility, whatever it is, is to be able to prevent the dogs as much as you possibly can from escaping your yard or your area. Now, there's other ways that you can prevent dogs from going past the boundary you don't want them to. And one thing I want to go over with is the uh, boundary training collars, where you put a wire underneath in a trench form, similar to like the chicken wire, around boundaries that you don't want your dog to go through. This is perfect for somebody that maybe has an open backyard, um, you know, a couple of acres, and you don't want them to go past, you know, maybe a half an acre away from your house. Um, some people don't like these systems because they are, you know, shock collars, e-collars, but really they're just training collars. They're trying to protect your dog in the long run. That's what all this is. So the question is, what are you willing to do in order to guarantee your dog's safety? So many dogs a year escape yards, escape boundaries that end up getting hit or lost or end up at animal control and the owners are never able to get contacted and the dogs end up unfortunately passing away. So what you want to do is outweigh, the good outweighs the bad basically. So, with these e-collars that have the boundary attachments to them is if the dog crosses the wire, they get a zap, a correction, an attention grabber, whatever you want to call it, that is designed to bring them back past to the safe zone of the boundary. So, when they cross over this line, it goes, you know, and just gives them a quick zap. And the thing is, is that if they continue to keep going past the boundary, the intensive it intensifies with the each you know each
each time they have to go and tap the dog or every time that it has to correct the dog, it gets more intense as it goes on. So it has more of an encouragement to bring the dog back to the safe zone. Now, like I said, some people don't feel comfortable with that, but you have to realize like your dog's safety and livelihood is your responsibility. So you have to outweigh the good with the bad. It might not feel okay for you at first that you're training your dog with an e-collar, but you're weighing the fact that it could cost your dog its life if you can tell you're not home. It, it's kind of a no-brainer. So when it comes to this, there's multiple different options to buy these systems on Amazon uh, that I just recently looked up, and there is actually a pretty good price range. There's a $100 range, there's a $200 range, and there's about a $400 range, somewhere in between there. Now the $400 range is usually going to include two collars, so if you have multiple dogs, this works out really good, and it still works for both. So if both are trying to go over, boom, they'll both get a little zap. Now the pet safe one that you can find on Amazon is the one that's $100. Now, like I said, you always have to outweigh the good with the bad, the price with what's your dog's life worth. So when you're looking at this kind of stuff, you can go with what your budget says. I'm not saying you have to buy the most expensive thing, but just keep in mind that the more expensive that you get, you might get a more effective collar. So, if you want the pet safe one because you have 100 bucks, go with that. The $200 option from Pet Control HQ is a great option as well. And the $400 system controls two dogs at the same time. So this is just my two cents on keeping your dog safe in your yard. This is Shelby with Coffee Dogs and More.